speak out. Well, shall we do it? Welcome to this episode of the Prime Studio. No, that's my, I'm going to stop my Celine Dion immediately. Uh, for all your Celine Why? Dion needs, please see the new movie called Aline, which is an unauthorized biopic of Celine Dion's life. It's supposed to be a lot of fun. But today cool. we're here to talk about Star Trek Picard Season 2, Episode 7. Oh, no, let's talk Once more about Celine Dion. <laughs> I, I, I want to circle back. Unauthorized? Unauthorized. It's called Aline, A-L-I-N-E. So it's like, okay. it's like, it's, it has the shape of her life without any of the actual correct so, names. So it's it very made, Jackie Jorp Jump kind of thing. You know? It was made by, <laughs> made by people who don't know how to spell her name. Very interesting. Yeah, that's, that's what, that was my takeaway, was the people don't know how to spell her name. Uh, <laughs> this, is the, this is the prime yeah. subjective. I'm uh, Chris Newcomer. Welcome. With me, as always, is our wonderful panel. We have uh, Jay Niem. Chris, you don't have to call yourself a newcomer. At this point, you're part of the family. Oh, wow. First joke about my last name, and hopefully the last one. The first um, one I've ever made. <laughs> Come on, don't I get one? You do get one, and you've used it. Everyone gets one. Everyone, Everybody gets, gets, one. One. Everyone gets, gets one. Everyone gets one. So I'm, I'm reclaiming Jay's last name joke token. Uh, he, said, he cashed it in. He cashed it in. Okay. And uh, well, the rest of the team. So Carrie Coleman Hinners, would you do you have a? Uh, would you like to use your last name joke token? N no, I just want to say, I just want to say Jackie Jorpjomp again. I just Jackie really Jorpjomp's feel like saying that. Yeah. <laughs> or Janie Jimplin. They're all great. Janie They're Jimplin. All... <laughs> all great options instead of saying Janice Joplin. Um, <laughs> and Michael Henley, how are what's what's going on, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to remember the 30 Rock uh, Jackie Jorp jump down. I was like, what was that? I forgot it was it a was Janis Joplin, Janis Joplin thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, unauthorized biography. Oh, it's yeah. really, and the song they make her sing, I can't remember the words. It's so funny. It's so. <laughs> oh, and she's like, man. I want you to, it was like, it was like, she couldn't say, come on. So she just say, I want you to move things. I forget what it was, but it is, <laughs> it's really delicious. It's what a uh, great show that was. It was. I mean, so many problems and yet so much fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Someone was on Twitter was saying, what do you think the greatest fake property created within the 30 Rock universe was? <laughs> and I think for me, it's got to be the Queen of Jordan, the reality show following around. <laughs> yes. Pretty good. Was pretty, People were pretty saying good. the yeah. Roger. The Roger. The Roger. But I think that's just because it was first. It was the first one. It was the movie, first, yeah. It's just fun to say also. The Roger. I agree. The Roger. Yeah. I agree. But we, hey, we're not here to talk about 30 Rock. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> so silly. You guys. We're not here to stop. talk about Celine Dion. I mean, I'm sorry, about, about Star Trek Picard. I will Season say Milf two. Island is 30 seconds away from becoming a real show. That one. Milf, Milf Island, I think, exists. No, it is. It's called, <laughs> for, it, really, it's, it's on HBO Max. It's called 40 Means Nothing. No. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It is something along those lines, you guys. It is not too oh, far off no. from the reality of Milf Island. Yeah. It's really called 40 Means Nothing. And as I'm turning 39 in a few weeks, I agree. <laughs> I agree, show. Hmm. Means nothing. I'm turning 40 in a couple weeks, so I double it. Oh, there we go. We're children of the same zone. What about you, Jay? When do you turn 40? In 40 years? Well, is that what it you is? You know, I've, I've got a, if it ever happens, it'll be a while away. <laughs> if it ever happens. <laughs> if, I find, if I find the elixir of immortality that I'm so right. close he's to got, procuring. Yeah, he's got nothing. about 32 more years. <laughs> yeah, 30, you know, 32, 30 65, years. 21, who knows? <laughs> anyway, well, uh, well, so speaking of, I mean, I know you're not, you're not at your birthday yet, but Michael Henley, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, no, uh, things are good. I wish I had something exciting to report. We had a, uh, me and my girlfriend, we had a very, very nice Easter up at her parents' house. Uh, and uh, 
yeah, things are great. I got nothing to complain about. We love that. Can't wait until yeah. that changes and you have something to complain about. No, I'm kidding. That's, that's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that for you. More interesting, you know? That's the hard... You know what? That's the thing about having a good life. It's just... Yeah. Nobody wants to hear it. Nobody wants to hear how good you are having it. They just want to hear your problems. That's <laughs> a, that's Facebook now. It's all people announcing their accomplishments, and I was just like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> that's right. That's a, Rita Rudner was a, Rita Rudner was a guest judge on um, on RuPaul's Drag Race like many 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 seasons ago, and she was coaching the queens on like their like comedy act. And she's like, yeah. nobody wants to hear about a good-looking person who has no problems, <laughs> which is good advice. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We just want to watch them. But anyway, uh, JM, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I have this wonderful plant who unfortunately has an infestation of fungus gnats, which aren't like no. harmful. They don't do any. They don't really like do anything to the human in the room, um, and they're like somewhat bad for the plant. But the plants like are fine. They're just annoying and fly around everywhere. But the only way to, to kill them without doing something drastic is to not water my plant for a really long period of time. Oh. And I love her too much. Yeah. So. It's sad. So I'm it's sorry. either, either you know, yes. deprive her of water or let the gnats flourish. Yeah. Real I've tried. Choice, it's a real, real Sophie's, Sophie's choice. Yeah, yeah we, were all, we were all thinking it. We were I all tried. thinking it. I left her without water for 11 days and she's still her leaves are still radiant but at the, end well, of the 11 days i had to i had to water her well, okay well oh, so i'm looking sad, at her right Jay. now Jay. yeah i know you really brought the brought the mood down but i'm sure i think this will be okay I well feel you, like said, you said you said you said you didn't want to hear about a good life so i endeavored i said rita rudner didn't want to hear about a good life i didn't say that was you me. you agreed with rita rudner i do agree with rita rudner i mean who doesn't Man, um man, hey man. carrie carrie coleman oh my god yes quick. before i forget how are you doing, are you doing? <clears throat> i just want to make an announcement i'm i made my first purchase at qvc oh. so this is oh. the beginning of the end uh this is a turning point <laughs> in my life i did purchase something on qvc online um and can you tell us what you was... purchased I would love to tell you, thank you for asking. I purchased um, an ice cream bowl mixer attachment for my KitchenAid. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, that's what I thought right. about getting that. That's great purchase, that's great. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I just, you know what? I want to make some sorbet. Just had a... And that goes right in the front, right? <laughs> you have to like lift that little thingy up and unscrew that thing and then put it in there. Uh... No, it's not oh, like it's... a Yo Nana's type of deal. It's just, it's like a bowl that is uh, you put in the freezer. So it's really frozen, oh. right? When you, but then, and then there's a paddle attachment that fits perfectly into the bowl. It's different than the other paddle attachment. So it churns, it's like a churn or churn, churn. Mm. And then you stick that, stick that ice cream back in the freezer and enjoy it at a later date. Well, that is, you can do that with ice cream enjoy it later i, I rarely do i, thought, I usually I just, enjoy it immediately i just eat the tub in the parking lot because you know yeah. it gets warm so fast it's true it's a game changer it's true. some people do that well yeah so it's this is it this marks a turning point <laughs> in my life 
Well, hopefully a good turning point that you'll make more fun mm -hmm. QVC purchases. Um, I'll review it. Next time we get together, I'll give you a nice review great. of that KitchenAid mixer. <laughs> I would appreciate that. Very pertinent to our Star Trek podcast. <laughs> Speaking of our Star Trek podcast, you know, uh, Carrie also sent along a very interesting uh, uh, news item today that would fit squarely under yeah. the, the, the uh, helm of Trek in the News. Carrie, would. will you tell us all about that? Yeah, but Chris, did you say how you were doing? Oh, I didn't. I forgot completely. How are you I, doing? I'm doing very well. I can't complain. I, uh, as I mentioned, my birthday's right around the corner. I'm formulating some plans, Ooh. which, which, uh, which, uh, you know, involve uh, a roof deck and some some friends. And that's going to be a nice wow. time. Ooh. Wow. Um, I'm doing some, getting some summer planning done for some trips I'm taking, and I'm doing a concert in June. So things are really things are really happening for old Chris Newcomer. And uh, so that's a nice, that's a nice thing for me. So yeah, I'm good. Thank you for asking, Carrie. You're so much more compassionate and empathetic than Michael Henley is. And I really appreciate that about you. Yes. <laughs> he missed it. He's not. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know I love you, Michael. You know I love you. Um, but yes, we have a little trek in the news about um, some, some, shooting some information into space. Is that what I saw? Just slight, just a slight trek in the news. Just more of like a trek adjacent in the news you know how we're always sending messages into space we're always searching for extraterrestrial life there's a right. there's a place in uh, california i think it's called s seti s-e-t-i the search for extraterrestrial intelligence or something and we're always just looking and looking and looking and looking well there's a there is somebody in the an organization in the uk um, now this is called specifically Medi, uh, right? M Medi messaging extraterrestrial life. So we're just sending out messages, and this is not the first time that we've done this. Uh, or us Earthlings periodically send out messages into space. Uh, you know, could the be controversial. Is. You know, could be controversial because maybe we don't want people to know uh out there that we're here you know this could be a, a potentially damaging diplomatic situation but what we're doing uh, with this messaging extraterrestrial intelligence in the uk the goon hilly satellite earth station in cornwall uk will broadcast uh that we're that earth is in uh, climate change trouble that the weather on earth the earth's climate crisis is happening and we're sending that uh, message out into space so you know the idea is maybe the aliens out there have been through it they know about it they can maybe help us yeah <laughs> um so Honestly, they're doing i don't think that's a terrible year. idea if there if there are aliens yeah. out there who could maybe you know make sure, make it so that we are um, able to be saved from whatever it is we're bringing upon ourselves. You know, um, the universe is 13.8 billion years old, according to this article. And so we're just, hey, wait a second. We're just newcomers on the scene. <laughs> and I will reclaim, I will reclaim your token. Thank you. Well done. I will say, well, well, that's a good use of that. I like that. that Thank was a... you. Yes. So, I mean, according, yeah, but that that word i just literally read a word for word what it said in the article and they did use the word newcomer so it felt appropriate um and so it, whoever we find is i don't know 
older than us. We're just little babies. Well, I think, I guess, I guess there, there's like, there's two parts to that, right? Like hopefully we find somebody who can maybe help us as technology that can help us. Yeah. Maybe this is our, you know, our yeah. Vulcans coming in to, to, um, save the day <laughs> or. That's the hope. Conversely, is it, you know, do we accidentally message the Cardassians and they come down and say, yeah, we don't know. It could be like Mars Mars attacks situation. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So I I believe that there is, what do you guys think? I believe that there could could possibly be uh, alien life out there, extraterrestrial life. But I just think that we can't possibly conceive of what it is. You know, it, it won't look like us, sound like us. There could be intelligent life, but we just can't conceive of what it could be. That's my that's my theory. It's probably simulating us. Yeah, that's another theory that I, I've heard that well, theory before. Well, but, actually. but like, so it's not. I mean, like, it, it is just like a, a fun thought, but also it's just mathematically probable because we're getting pretty close to simulating very complicated worlds ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, if it's like true. possible for us to do it then eventually we'll be simulating some sort of universe at some point in time. And then that universe will be simulating some point, other universes at some point in time. And so like, what's the chance that we're really the very first one to do this thing? Oh, I think I need, it's 420, right? I feel like I need to really. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I did the plant thing and now I did the like simulation thing. I know you are always thinking more deeply than I am. And I appreciate that about you because I am (laughs) deeply simple. and I know how to thing. suck the, the air out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> he said air out of the room, FYI. He didn't end his sentence there. He, he was a full sentence. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Case you didn't hear. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's 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 mind-blowing to think about um, what the possibilities are. And, you know, maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll live long enough to see. And maybe we definitely will. I'm not going to give any, there's no either or. We're going to live long enough to find out and it's going to be a good answer and they're going to solve climate change Aww. and um, and we're all going to wrap, wrap it up in a yeah. nice, nice little bow. It'll be great. We're going to hold hands awesome. and we're going to across the earth, the little people holding hands across the earth. And we're going to sing, we are the worlds, plural, yeah. instead of we, we are, are the, the world. Mm-hmm. It'll be good. Oh, that this oh so, something else just jogged my memory. This ties back into our discovery discussion when they were interacting with the extra gal- galactical uh, aliens. Um, that because we can't, they probably don't know our language. We are starting with a bunch of math and periodic table of the elements so that they could mm-hmm. find a common ground to understand our language to then tell them that our climate is fucked. Oops. Can I say that? Yeah, Beat me think, out. Bleep me out. I don't think we're, I think we're, yeah, I think it's okay to curse every now and again. Um, I think it makes sense in regards to that issue. Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Yeah. It is, it so. is interesting to think about how you communicate with, uh, with with another species that you might not have anything in common with right mm-hmm. like how basic do you yeah. truly go yeah um it's i remember like trying yeah it's like learning that ants have intelligence and then trying to figure out how to talk yeah. to them somehow yeah, yeah. a little bit. Are, are we the ants or are we the humans i don't know oh, we're, oh, we're don't back know. here again we're back here again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but even even just like not ants but what is the most basic form of language? Mm. Some people believe it's like math, just like you can write some code that can be decoded by anyone. Yeah, but yeah. 
Hmm. Think, things to know. chew on, things to think about. <laughs> um, I'm going to shift a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to shift the, the gears to, to talk about uh, the episode of Star Trek Picard that we have been uh, assigned to to review today, ah, yes. which is Picard season two, uh, episode seven, Monsters. Um, which is actually uh, the, also the biography I was writing about all the men I've dated. Uh, um, but um, <laughs> you should sue them for proper for uh, IP. I stuff. should. I should really. I mean, they really could solve a lot of my money problems. But um, <laughs> so I'm going to dive in and start just talking about the episode. We'll take little breaks uh, to discuss, and then we'll we'll go from there. Um, so, my friends. <clears throat> Uh, Star Trek Picard takes the opportunity to delve into the mind of uh, Picard, exploring the unresolved trauma and repressed memories that have held him ever since he was a child. Um, and it's not a scenic stroll down memory lane. Uh, it's, uh, it's a mental expedition undertaken by uh, Talon to help Picard emerge from a coma after he was struck by a car driven by Q's uh, accomplice, Adam Soon. Um, and while Picard's friends are preoccupied with rescuing their admiral, Agnes Jurati is steadily being assimilated by the Borg Queen lurking in her psyche. I love that sentence, Borg Queen in the psyche. I'm going to start saying I, that about... Go ahead. Can I just say how thoroughly I called this? Yes, you can. <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting to be this right <laughs> about exploring Picard about how he's just an empty shell with like a... I don't know, an exterior of duty and then like nothing within and how even his best, like, I don't know, he barely hangs out with his friends. And this episode just like said all of that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to do with all this like inherent <laughs> correctness I have in my life now. Well, I would maybe play some stocks or like get a, lot, get a lottery card. I yeah, I guess what what else can I, can I transfer these chips somewhere else? Mm -hmm. Yeah, see if you can make it and get it in Bitcoin maybe, or don't because that's bad right. for the environment. Um. <laughs> Well, so Picard imagines a conversation with a psychologist um, played by an actor you all know, you may know from uh, Battlestar Galactica, um, whose name, of course, I'm forgetting, but um, he plays on, ba on Battlestar, he plays Dr. Um, what is this, Dan? Baltar. Dr. Baltar. Baltar. Agnes Baltar. Yeah. yeah. Agnes. Is it Agnes? No. Something like that. No. <laughs> Gaius. It's Gaius. Gaius. Sorry. It's very close. <laughs> Agnes Walter is my new drag name. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I will betray you for some hot robots. Um, so Picard <laughs> imagines a conversation with his psychologist <clears throat> and Picard as the subject of an extended psychiatric evaluation. Uncomfortable with the nature of the discussion, Picard is prompted to recall a childhood story and recounts a memory of his mother back at the family vineyard, um, using a fairy tale as an allegory to discuss his own connection to the story. As the young Picard expresses a desire to be more like his mother than his father, it's clear that his childhood is far from an idyllic one. Talon finds Picard's mind to be a dark, ominous place resembling a dungeon as Picard's dark thoughts and memories echo through its halls. As Talon finds the mental projection of Picard as a child, the sound of a lumbering enemy drives the two into hiding before it attacks Talon. Um, so what do we think of this opening gambit into um, Picard's mind as a dungeon? Uh, and this appearance by um, Agnes Gaius Baltar. <laughs> <laughs> um, always happy to see James Callis. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You wrote the name. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you know that or did you have to look it up? Oh, no, I knew that. Oh, my God. You know Michael Henley's IMDb you mind. You are a living IMDb, yeah. 
I'm bad. I'm, I, mean, I mean, does you know, it update nightly or in real time? Now quiz, me, now, now quiz me about something my brain doesn't think matters, like state capitals. Um, <laughs> state capitals. <laughs> but yes, I know every cast member, <laughs> the name of every star from Battlestar Galactica. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. When he gets when he gets uh, updates, he starts coughing, guys. That's right. That's right. My <laughs> eyes turn red. Um, no, yeah, no, I, I, um, this whole episode kind of felt like some wheel spinning and I, I i i i and i hesitate to say that if only because i really like the performances in it and i didn't necessarily mind any of the dialogue that was occurring or the uh kind of examination of picard that we were doing but like there were there were a lot of like weird moments and there was a lot of like well why this why now i think in the narrative for me mm-hmm. um the, 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 this might be the, se- the, the, moment, the moment in the season where I feel like the storytelling might be getting just a little bit too kind of uh, wild and wooly for its own good, perhaps. Uh, but uh, I guess the rest of the episodes will tell the tale. But, um, I mean, good scene. Well performed. I like what it's hinting at. What about it was too wild for you? Uh, it's just that it's it, it feels... We have a lot of balls up in the air. Um, and it feels like some of them... Some of them I feel like probably could have been returned to in this episode that kind of weren't to a degree. And like Sung? I, mm-hmm. Yeah, like Soong. Yeah, we um, dropped the Soong. Yeah, we yeah. did. Drops Q a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, we, <laughs> we kind we, of, even, we visited Q. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you know, there, there's Q stuff towards the end, or at least there's a fake out of Q stuff in the end. But, um, you know, and, and even like the search for Agnes, basically, it is urgent but at the same time it doesn't quite feel as urgent with everything going on in picard's mind right now i, I don't know it felt um yeah it, i don't know maybe i'm editorializing too much good scene no i, like I hear i no. hear what you're saying yeah, if you, it, yeah. sort of, it st- stays in one place for a little too long when there's yeah still a lot. it does there's like I, three I episodes left to tie up many it's different very stories. it's very cerebral like also literal uh, <laughs> figuratively and literally and i did i did like it i did like it a lot and i i i agree that it just sort of was spinning its wheels a little bit but they also they set up this they were really focusing on um uh picard's Mm -hmm. psyche and what's going on and i think they it would have been a disservice to not address it in this way to just like write it off and and move on i think it was necessary for that reason um there was a lot of uh there's a lot of mental health uh relationship type uh themes that are coming up but the first thing that i thought was oh picard's mind is just like waiting for godot it's exactly like mm. a Samuel Beckett play. Yeah, and, yeah, that's good. That's, and I'm that's like, I loved it. Oh. I'm like, I like this. And I also know from listening to uh, watching some uh, Beckett, uh, Waiting for Godot, which I've seen a couple times, and uh, Patrick Stewart was in, I think, on yeah. Broadway, that oh, you can't, that I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to listen to what they're saying. It doesn't even freaking matter. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> that it's just sort of a every metaphor. dialogue writer's dream yeah it's like sort of metaphor and feeling and words that express feeling but the words don't really it's all like that sort of uh um absurd 
<laughs> po poetic writing, but it made sense because it was in your head. And if you think about who's going on, what's going on in your head, it's not going to make any sort of, you know, sense if anybody went in there. But, um, I think so I, I liked how it, they did it that way. I think also I they loved they, the scene, like to yeah. death. Yeah, sorry, Chris, you should no, you go. Should. You, you go, Jay, you go. Yeah, no, I loved it. Um, it's a return to that old school, like two Shakespearean actors duking yes. it out verbally on a yes. stage. And like a lot of the greatest scenes in the older Star Trek are just that. And the, the scene itself is very sparse and bare because like 80s and 90s Star Trek had pretty like often had pretty sparse Spartan uh, set design. So you just have to have two good actors going at it. Um, and I've missed that a lot. Uh, and we finally yeah. got it. And as for Mike Henley's point about it, like not catching the balls, I think it's kind of funny that we, one of our main criticisms of Discovery was like, come on, stop and see the scenery a little bit, you know? And, <laughs> here, and especially because they set up these plot lines yeah. where like they could just indefinitely hold them off if they wanted to a lot of the time. In season four, that wasn't the case because the DMA is supposedly destroying everything. And if there's just a random episode, we'd be like, isn't the universe like dying because we're all smart asses. <laughs> but in like season two, there's like a red angel, right? And like the only thing that triggers them is like, oh, the red angel appeared. Like it's another clue on this mystery. Um, and so you can just have an episode where nothing happens and be like, oh, nothing happened in the hunt for the red angel. But anyway, I guess I really like season two, by the way. I, re I really love yeah. season two. So, you did? I all right. Yes. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> my my point is I Pike. like that they that they explored some things a little bit. I did like Pike. I did like Pike. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, uh, what I, yeah. that's what I was going to say, Jay. Is that is that we had, this is what we had been requesting of these episodes of these shows is like give us a little bit of a, mm -hmm. a pause and, and look around and uh um so, and they did that and they and I think they still were moving the plot forward as best point they taken. could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I also think too, I mean, this even goes back to original next gen. It's always a treat to have Picard in a room with someone who is an intellectual challenge to him mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that it happens just rare enough that it's always exciting to see it happen, but it doesn't happen so rarely that you're that, you know, that, that, that Picard is too perfect, you know? So that, that, mm -hmm. that, that, that was, that was very fun to see. And, and yeah, and of course, it's in its own his own mind, so exactly. mm -hmm. makes yeah. it more special, I guess. Yeah, and in a fun like throwback, there are actually, if you count the number of lights that there are in the first scene, there are four. But then are when they? it goes, no. but then when it goes back, oh. there are five. I'm kidding. I made that up. That's not true. Oh, he's he was totally making that here. up. There are they, four lights. They do. <laughs> so. There's a um. There's a later on. There is like an like a like a like a like a little audio dump of like different Picard clips, and I think there are four yeah. lights is is brought up. I, I yeah, think. I think interesting. We'll have to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Well, so after so uh, continuing on in the story, um, uh, they've just had a little. Um, uh, which has happened yet? Yeah, they, they're going to hiding because they've seen a lumbering enemy come. And at that moment, Teresa, return, Teresa returns to the, her clinic and stabilizes Picard's condition. And then Talon and the young Picard encounter his present-day mental projection of himself. Uh, Picard realizes his imagined psychologist is actually a projection of his father. <clears throat> With Picard recalling just how cruel his father was to his mother, breaking her spirit in his mind through his abusive treatment of her. Um, and then Picard's lifelong repressed memory is finally revealed that Picard's mother experienced manic episodes that required her to be locked away during Picard's formative years. Um, and the subsequent pain is something that has driven Picard forward ever since, including into his career with Starfleet, <clears throat> which, she's, which um, 
he sees as a way to save others, possibly when he couldn't save his own mother. Um, it's pretty, pretty deep and real. Um, mm. And uh, it, it is, but there are some things that the dad said. So there's that big speech where Picard's dad was like, oh, you didn't realize that your mother was suffering and yada, yada, yada. And I tried to do the best for her and so on. But then he talks mm -hmm. about things that like triggered her mania. And it's like things from like light rain like sounds it's just like at what yeah. point do you like have to let someone live a life yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I thought it got a bit carried yeah. away there <laughs> it did get a little carried away but i i like the thought that all of this is happening within his mind so it's just memories that he's sort of rewritten to tell a different story to make it seem like he's the hero is dead is the bad guy and he makes the story very more black and white when it wasn't it was his mother was sick and he never came he never really came to terms with that and i think we can all sort of relate in a way as yeah. somebody in our life who is is sick mental health or physical and you want to help them but they can't because they <laughs> and you just can't but you try and try and i think we I, can relate to that i can also relate to the idea of the stories we tell ourselves, we are the, the possibly untrustworthy narrator of those yeah. stories. We, we go back and visit our memories. It's like, we're not, we're not always remembering things as they are, but you know, from our point of view and from yeah. our point of view, as it changes over time, if those stories have folded into our other behaviors and actions. Um, and that's all that is to say is that I've never done anything wrong in my entire life. And when I look yes. back on my life, I'm just <laughs> reaffirmed by that fact. Um, it's true. It's true. But um, you, you, we're definitely getting into, you definitely see the nitty gritty of, of it's nice to see what, what as what Jay mentioned, what, what he's been right about this whole time is that he's been just thrown himself <laughs> into, into Starfleet because of trees mm -hmm. running away from something else and, 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 re, and his real life. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll keep on going unless anyone else has more to say on the, on the, the matter. Young Picard is just like, like a uh, tiny Tim. So another oh, yes. sort of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, as uh, Patrick Stewart played um, in uh, the Christmas Carol, also. Yeah, so. Scrooge, yes, 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 yes. Mm -hmm. Listen, so, I mean, all, I, all those things really go well together. That that's almost unfair because when we talk about like different things referencing, and we're like, well, Patrick Stewart, is like, but Patrick Stewart has been in everything. He's done everything. Yeah, it's true. And on stage, he'd already been in everything before he even got on television because he did all true. that stuff with Rada. Yeah. He'd already done everything at the Royal, uh, you know, the Royal mm -hmm. Academy of London. But um, anyway, as Picard and Talon awaken, Talon realizes there is more to Picard's unhappy memories, but is interrupted by their restored lucidity um, after. Mm -hmm. Immediately, Picard goes back to duty. He's like, how's yeah. the seven? How's Gerardi? How's, you know, all that. Yeah. Immediately yeah. after waking up. Yeah. Um, it's very dad vibes. It's very like, well, I got to keep roof over our head. So I got to keep working. I can't really take time to stop. It's very <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. energy yeah. to yeah. me. Sorry, I dad. I didn't make that impression day. of you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a vacation when I die, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I take a vacation, apart, you me. don't eat. Yeah, that yeah. kind of vibe. Well, that's kind of threatening. <laughs> Well, that's just that's, it's more like that's like right. if I take a vacation day, everything falls apart. Not like you right. starve. I meant it in the way like you can't we can't afford to eat. But yes, I see where that that delivery was was more aggressive. If I stop working for one day, we can't eat because I'm terrible at managing money. Yeah. 
Um, after explaining to Teresa and her son who he really is, Rios takes the two on for a personal tour of La Serena to convince them both he is telling the truth as he grows closer to her. I was always just like, oh, we're doing that? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Ta- Talon confesses to Picard that she's actually a Romulan and has concealed her appearance all along, with Picard theorizing she may be Laris's ancestor uh, as he contemplates Q's next move. <clears throat> He also realizes that Q's trial is just as personal for Q as it is for him, so he heads over to Guinan's place uh, to seek help in contacting the Q continuum. I'll, I'll circle back to that that ending story shortly, but I just want to get in Raffi and Seven of Nine, because once again, they crammed it in, so we've got to cram it in. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, elsewhere in the episode, Raffi and Seven of Nine return to La Serena and are shocked to discover its systems have been compromised by the Borg Queen before setting out to locate Gerardi. <clears throat> As Seven and Rafi deduce, the Borg Queen is attempting to completely assimilate Gerardi's body before moving on to building the Borg collective 21st century Earth. Um, what I loved about this part is, because um, I didn't understand why Gerardi went to that bar and just smashed the windows, and then they were like, oh, she's the, when she gets more endorphins, I guess that makes the, the assimilation process happen faster. I was like, this is yeah. really mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> and a really great plot device yeah. to make things yeah. just sort of like crackle and sizzle yeah um how do you intentionally bore someone <laughs> prevent <laughs> someone from getting excited yeah. there's a jason statham movie where this is like the exact plot like it's something like uh crank crank dart yeah you're right <laughs> there crank. he is again my god, god damn it <laughs> imdb sorry <laughs> but yeah he's like sorry. tied to like an ekg machine or something mm-hmm. that and it's like running out of juice and so he has to like Dang. give himself um he has to get like endorf give himself endorphin shocks to like or sorry adrenaline um boot what's the word adrenaline what what do you oh, yeah, call adrenaline it? i don't yeah I, I, and i don't rush know, adrenaline rushes oh, rush, right, right, rush right. is the word yeah adrenaline rushes in order to keep his heart stimulated so like there were a few lines that i i really liked uh from this part at this part in the show oh uh i forgot to mention this before there was like this throwaway joke line that it happened so fast and i i caught it on the second time watching it and i had subtitles on and i had to go back and watch it when um laris or whatever a talent or whatever was going into picard's brain she was messing with the buttons and and she said okay parental controls disabled we're ready to go and i'm looking around also, like did anybody else hear that it's like uh, a joke yeah and also when she says like when uh rios goes like what's your plan and she says oh i i don't have a plan like we don't we don't really work with plans and i was like are you kidding me your job is to ensure like the stability of the timeline you don't have a you are like the most you have you should yeah. how are you not the most type a person in existence I know, because I know. that line made no sense to me i was like you also <laughs> seem type a just from what we see with you i didn't get that uh, i think I in universe yeah. i think that's a line that's just like i'm gonna seem cooler if i'm gonna seem like i'm winging it actually i have a very intense plan they just don't need to know it Oh, I like that. I I also think just um, uh, jumping off to a different topic that Rafi Rafi was a little gossipy in this episode, but I did like the little interaction where she was like, "They're just this the side story. We're the main acts." Yeah. <laughs> that was weird. There's a lot of weird little moments in this episode. Yeah. That was her. I think trying to be like, "Hey, you know, we're the." We're this, yeah, yeah. We're, our love is real. We're going to make it happen. You know, we're the, I think that's really what it was. <laughs> it was, you know, so 
And I was like, is this that like a meta sort of joke? <laughs> oh, I, I'd say yeah, yeah. <laughs> Many levels. Um, and I also love last thing. Um, I just love how uh, Seven of Nine says it's Borg. It's Borg. Every time she says it's so I well, talk about the ultimate triggering uh, for her. You know, mm -hmm. it's like <laughs> she's yeah. just seen it all. Um, yeah. yeah. She she figured out it was Borg real quick. She's like, I remember this from when I was Borg. She remembers so much when she from when she was Borg. Like every single tiny little detail, she remembers it. So she knows this is Borg. <laughs> so I'll finish describing the end, and then we can talk about everything we like and we want we don't like and all those things. Um, so at the end, Picard has searched out Guinan. They, she's, he's finally convinced her that he needs to contact the Q Continuum. She tells him there's a way to do it. She has to open this bottle, which contains the last moment of this Borg, uh, this um, she's sorry, Q Q um, Elorian treaty, um, and then nothing happens except in a few seconds in storms. Um, uh, some law enforcement to showing a, a video of Picard having transported and they, they uh, denote them as persons of interest and suddenly they're being taken into custody. Um, before we talk about this, did anyone recognize who that uh, officer was who came in to talk to them? No, who was no. it? So you guys have all seen Voyager, right? Yes. Yes. Do you remember the episode with Captain Braxton where they were bringing them, where they were, they were trying to... Um, they were taking Seven of Nine back and forth through the timeline to try and yes. stop these things from yeah, happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so then, great then Braxton, episode. Braxton gets taken into custody by his second in command at the end of that because he turns out that Braxton is the person who's breaking the timeline. And the person who does the person who is second in command to him is Lieutenant Duquesne, Jake Harnes, who is the gentleman who came into oh. that bar oh. to arrest the family and Guinan. I'm just Bring saying. the family back together. Oh, do you think these are time cops? Coming I'm in, wondering they're not if FBI? they're time cops, is what I'm saying. I'm wondering <laughs> wow. if they're time cops. Wow. Oh, the time, the temporal prime directive is coming Hell into play yeah. here. Yeah. yeah, throw it down. Wow. <laughs> I thought they would drop drop that whole thing after Enterprise. All right. Me too. I love a yeah. temporal prime directive. I love it. Or, well, or maybe they're just hiring this actor. Who knows? But it would be nice. I don't know. Yeah. We'll <laughs> I feel like it's way like if it is the temporal if it is the temp the the time cops then it's not a big deal you just kind of explain what's happening so why yeah. why why yeah. would enterprise be a reason that they wouldn't come back because I've not seen enterprise oh it's just sort of like I don't know it wasn't like a phenomenal storyline and enterprises wasn't wasn't like a great it had some great well, moments. There but... were temporal wars. The, the, the Enterprise was all about the temporal wars that happened. Yeah, like the time, wars. time. I was yeah. just, I just didn't think it was like important enough or well received enough to be. Yeah. Yeah. To be brought back. Yeah. Interesting I, theory. Uh, interesting theory. Could be. It could be. I mean, I, I just raises. This just raises even more questions, you know, because uh, <laughs> I, 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 again, we have the time cop angle, which is established, but we also have like the Gary Seven thing, you know, and Larry and all that. Now it yeah. makes me go like, well, how do these groups interact? You know, um, if they meet each other, the time cops are just like, okay, yeah, you're you're one, you're you're not one of us, but you're cool. Okay, that's fine. I want like a West Side Story confrontation where they oh, walk yes. towards each other, snapping. Yes. I oh, yeah. yeah no I bet it's just FBI it's just yeah, you know the government getting involved with you know Area Fifty One or whatever trying yeah, to yeah they they are gonna take the card back things. there and he's gonna release the government cover Day aliens yeah. Yeah. Thing, yeah 
if yeah. Picard, if like they were unhappy with the state of uh, of the LA that they saw, they're going to be very unhappy with how the FBI treats people they're interrogating. Oh my gosh! I would yes. say. Oh, wait! I want to talk about the genie in the bottle. That uh, that um, that guy <laughs> that pulled? Uh, pulled out. Yeah, yeah. I I ah. I just like I I loved it and thought it was ridiculous at the same time, and I just yeah. cannot decide if which one <laughs> is going to win. Because okay, I can believe that you know uh, Elorians can summon cues and they do that weird thing with their hands. You know, she did this weird thing when she was like, is the cue here? And she did like this weird hand claw thing. Nope, not here. And that could explain that one episode in, um, uh, in The Next Generation where uh, Guinan and Q meet and Q was like afraid of her and like really angry. So that kind of could explain that. So I could believe that. What I can't believe is the bottle. <laughs> The bottle is what I'm having trouble with. I'm like, and she just happens to have the bottle. And and a, like, she, why is the bottle? Why yeah. is an alliance based on a perishable good? <laughs> right. Like, imagine yeah. if the only thing keeping peace between two countries was like a slice of ham. I, but, but okay, right. but even if it was a slice of ham, you happen to have that slice of ham. Well, that's okay, the I'm, point that I'm well, trying no, to make. This they very most special slice of ham. You happen to have it out well, of all have, of your species. They must have made some like large vintage, right? At like wherever they declared yeah. the truce. So and they then, all so have set, it. Head out of bottles to everyone. So like when an Elorian leaves home, they like pour out a little bottle and they're like, keep this. Just in, in case, case you meet a cube. <laughs> right. Okay. But it's still it, finite. So I all right. sketchy to they me. They didn't say they didn't say that, but I like that explanation that all I of mean, them have a bottle. Is is this why Guinan becomes a bartender? Because it's basically just like, you must you must protect the bottle. And she's like, all right, I guess I'll just make this my whole personality then. Okay, fine. Yeah. Maybe. No, I think it just, Guinan just has a low level um, alcohol problem. That's why she's a bartender. No, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I like this explanation where hers, her uh, people believe in food and drink and they can yeah. hear things and it sounds like music uh, whatever cool. however she explained it it was pretty cool mm -hmm. um but then she did like a shrieking a weird shrieking banshee thing oh, i also. forgot about that that was a good oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shrieking banshee thing all right that's those are my feelings i don't i like no, it i like it <laughs> i'm hoping that we will see more of because really, I feel like a lot of what we've been waiting for at all of these episodes is what the hell is wrong with Q? Like, why is mm -hmm. his power not yeah. working? Mm -hmm. Why is he? Yeah. So I I'm hoping now that Picard has had this realization that it's as much about him as it's about Q, mm -hmm. that there will be some sort of tete-a-tete -tete as, as we like to get. Because there haven't been any of the satisfying, you know, Picard-Q scenes where there's a back and forth. It's been a lot of um monologuing at one at q at, at picard and but i really want them to, to have like their their old uh, a little bit of their old um back and forth you know i really yeah, yeah. i really because want the hallmark them to, of um, i'm sorry jake go ahead i really want them to do the thing that old straight men really have a hard time doing which is make friends Yes. yes. <laughs> oh gosh, it's well, so difficult. That just reminds no, it, it me is. yeah that just reminds me of um cobra kai you guys have been watching Cobra Kai. If you guys watch Cobra Kai, you should... okay, I'll talk about that later. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, I just want to, you know, because like, 
Yeah, and the old Q episodes, one of the things that they would always do is Q would, you know, like drop them in a scenario and then he would just pop in like every once in a while, just like, so how you doing? So who's died? You know, all that kind of stuff. And like, <laughs> it really increased the menace and Q has been very, very remote so far during this whole scenario, ever since they went back in time. So, yeah. you know, aside from like some, some one-off appearances here and there. So uh, yeah, I want more of that. Yes, we are going to find out what is deeply personal and relevant to Q in their words. To know your enemy is to know your know thyself, know your thy enemy, or know thy enemy, know thyself. <laughs> Whatever know. they my said. theory, my theory is that Q joined Scientology, and the mm. barley water is really messing with his powers. So, I um, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be it, maybe. I yeah. see. They are in LA. I mean, that's one of the hubs. Or, it is yes. a hub. Yes, that is arguably the thing LA is most known known for. Yeah, that would be the so. thing that would make Q more terrifying to me. It's definitely what we're meant to look. Yeah, and then he just like stars in a lot of action movies yeah. that make millions of dollars. Although I will say, have you seen that that um, making of clip from one of the uh, Mission Impossible movies where basically you think, oh, they just like faked Tom Cruise jumping out of a plane. But no, in fact, he's jumped out of a plane at the same like seconds... Um, after this cameraman and they're falling together and they're like they've cut together this like six minute scene where they're out, out. it's insane it gave me a lot of respect for this absolutely crazy person oh yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, wow. yeah yeah well worth a watch crazy people <laughs> crazy people am i right am i right well any anybody else have any any further thoughts about this episode any final thoughts or or things like that or recommendations of other things to see I love the little nods that they keep doing to the Star Trek movies. And again, with the voyage home, uh, when Rio said, I'm from, no, I'm from Chile. I just work in outer space. I just, right. I just, you know, it's little tiny Fully things. Fully lifting a line kind of from fun. voyage home. Yeah. Yeah. Completely <laughs> just stealing the line. Oh, I, I'm from I mean, Iowa. Line. I just, yeah, it's a good line. I like it. Line. So yeah. Um, it's also not a line that makes me go like, oh, he wouldn't say that. It's not like too cute for its own. No, it came, it was natural. Yeah, it came natural. Yeah. Um, and uh, my, my, what I wanted to say, why I thought about Cobra Kai is because you were talking about two grown men that just can't forgive each other. And uh, Cobra Kai is a surprisingly good show. Another show where I'm like, do I like this or do I hate this? I can't decide. So I have to keep watching. Because I don't know how I feel it's, about it, but it's been recommended to me several times. A lot of people love it, so and I know enough uh, about it to know what you're talking about when you're talking about like yeah. the, the two older men that can't let go of the Johnny and uh, he has the IMDb plot. Yeah, he has the IMDb yeah. plot somewhere <laughs> in his brain. That's why he knows enough. It, whatever Ralph Macchio's character's name is, and the other guy, and they just can't get along. And I'm like, when are they going to be friends? Make yes. up already. <laughs> His name is Daniel LaRusso, and his there it name is. is Johnny Lawrence. There it is. You should watch it, it seems like, unless it's just, once again, part of your IMDb facts. It's, so this is my gift and my curse. <laughs> Michael. Oh. That's funny. Well, well Jay Nim, any final thoughts or recommendations? Um, good episode. Gave us some of the, gave us some of that, just like two good actors with, with, Mm -hmm. interesting dialogue that has a lot of room for theatrical interpretation just letting them go at it cannot it's been a while since we've had that in star trek in like a meaningful way um it's been a while and i appreciated that 
uh, as for recommendations, there is a YouTube series I discovered called Creature Comforts that was made by the same people who made Wallace and Gromit, that claymation oh. series. Um, mm. But they recorded just ordinary conversations with people and then make claymation animations over the conversations. <laughs> Where um, so like oh, in, I love it. And, and all the people, all the people are suddenly animals. So like the whole the yeah. whole first episode is set in a safari and there's some guy being like, oh, like I used to be able to get up on that hill easy. Like yeah, I used to be way like more athletic in my younger days. And he's animated as like a claymation lion talking to all <laughs> like the cubs in the pack. Um, oh my God. It's great. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to check that out. That's yeah, awesome. Just, just one of those things that makes you like have a little more appreciation for the wonder in, or, in ordinary life. <laughs> Simulated or no. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> one last little shot to the kidneys. Oh my God. That was, a, that was a Doctor Who episode. Everybody just started, you know, committing suicide. Because <laughs> oh they found God. out they were all, they just started killing each other. Because they found out they were simulations. Oh uh, yeah, Lord. so that was a fun episode of Doctor Who. Oh, I love sci-fi so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael Henley, do you have any final thoughts or recommendations? Um, yes, I mean, I am very, very anxious to see how the rest of the season wraps up. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, good actors, uh, you know, performing scenes. It, it's it's uh, you know, point taken about the. Uh, about the pace and what it's 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 nice to get kind of a kind of a bit of a cool down and a bit of a uh, you know kind of actor showcase a little bit. As far as recommendations go, I'm actually going to do some uh, podcast cross pollination. I think a little bit and just uh, just to advertise that uh, I am on another podcast uh, as Ooh. part of the same network here, uh, which is uh, Breaking Goodman, which is uh, uh, breaking down the uh, the the series Better Call Saul, which has just returned this uh, week. Oh. Which I yeah. love that show so much. Such a good show. Um, and uh and yeah so uh come over there and uh we we have uh in, in fact i'm recording a little bit later tonight we have two episodes to talk about for well, its final yes. season yeah i love hearing about how you're cheating on us that's fine um uh, <laughs> is it the fifth fifth season or sixth season that sixth. they're doing sixth, sixth. season because okay. yeah. i still haven't finished the fifth season so i got some okay and odenkirk just re just recovered from a heart attack right like, like during really? happened during mid-season oh wow i hope yeah. he's okay yeah. he's such a great actor yeah, oh, so yeah. good. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't. I, final thoughts. I, I for me, I, lo I love this episode. I'm excited to see what's coming next. Um, and for my recommendation, I don't know if anyone has said this on the podcast yet, but I know a lot of the other things. A lot of other people that I know have been recommending it, and I finally saw everything everywhere all at once mm. um, on Thursday, and it is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire damn life. Can't so wait good. to see wow. it. Nice. I cannot yeah. wait. I can't it's wait on my it. list. Michelle Yeoh, Michelle Yeoh, give her all the flowers, give her all the awards. It is so good, and it gives you, if you're looking for sci-fi flair, it's got that in spades. Cool. So, um, yeah, go check that out. That's my recommendation. And I guess on that note, my friends, we can bring this fine episode to a close. Um, and let's just do a, a round of applause for everybody. We'll end it with a clap. I like that. Let's a little, yeah, yay.